Welcome to Stride, Organizing with Purpose, a podcast from Blue Future. My name is Morgan Starr, and I'm the co-executive director at Blue Future. Blue Future envisions a world where no matter our color or origin, our income or zip code, desire and determination are the only things getting in the way of young people's ability to push for a transformative and progressive agenda. We are on a mission to inspire, mobilize, and invest in young people across race and place to organize for a brighter tomorrow. The determined and passionate voices of young people deserve to be heard. This podcast called Stride, Organizing with Purpose, is giving young people a platform to spread their ideas and share their work. This is an opportunity for youth leaders to practice your public speaking and messaging, to build confidence in our ability to talk to press and the media, and to share our collective vision of the brightest future. Welcome back, everybody, to the Stride Podcast. We are so excited to have you here with us today and even more excited to be joined by Rosie Chisholm, one of our organizers from the 2020 election. Rosie has been working with us in many different capacities since then, including currently working on a vaccine equity program that Blue Future is a partner on. And just all throughout the last, what, two and a half years or so now, we really enjoyed spending our time with Rosie and getting to see how she grows as a leader, but how she helps us grow as an organization as well. And so uh, without further ado, I'm really excited to introduce Rosie Chisholm. Rosie, take it away. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So I'll go ahead and introduce myself a little bit. So my name is Rosie. I'm going to be a senior in college. I'm majoring in media, arts, and design, and I'm minoring in political science. And my journey with politics has been interesting and fun and exciting and crazy and new. I got started with Blue Future in 2020, like June of 2020, after... COVID had just started kind of, and me and my brother were at home together and he's a little bit older than me and he's very into politics as well. And he knew Nick, I believe. And he actually introduced me to Blue Future because I wanted a job from home and I didn't really know that much about politics. And he was like, you could try it out and see what happens. And so I decided to apply for the 2020 cohort that we were helping get Democrats elected in the 2020 election. And then I really enjoyed myself. I learned a lot during the trainings and then I just decided to keep working with Blue Future. And so I worked with them on the Georgia cohort, helping the Georgia runoff elections. And then I helped them with their new program after that, helping create youth councils. And I was a regional director and I helped to train people because I had a little bit more experience as an organizer before. So I helped to train people and help people create their youth councils and was kind of just like a mentor for them and stuff like that. And then I took a little bit of a break. And then I recently started helping through Blue Future with this organization called GOT Vax, which is Get Out the Vaccine. And we help to encourage minorities and people of color to get vaccinated. So I kind of went from Blue Future to there and that's where I am now. And so, yeah, it's been an awesome journey, and I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about politics, and yeah. Other than that, I mean, I really enjoy, like, film and stuff like that, being outdoors. I'm a pretty environmental person, so I've always been kind of an advocate for that. I'm also big on self-love and trying to be a healthy person, a well-rounded person, a well-rounded individual together, so I'm still learning about myself in that aspect, but it's a little bit about me and how I got started. Great to hear all about that, Rosie. 
So thank you so much for sharing everything and joining us today on this podcast. So we'd love to hear a bit more about your day-to-day of what you're doing right now. I know Nick mentioned that you're working for a vaccine equity campaign. What does that mean? And, and really, what does tasks look like? What is your role? Yeah. So my role is I'm actually an intern. I'm like a digital media strategist intern. So a lot of what I do is creating content for our social medias, which we didn't have before. So first of all, I helped to create the social medias for them, but also getting like testimonials and content from other people. We're also really just trying to figure out a way, the ways in which we can encourage people to get vaccinated in like more interesting, more personable ways. Essentially, the CDC did what they could do and the government, I guess, did what they could do in terms of trying to get people vaccinated. And then with what we'll have left over. So not a lot of people wanted to get vaccinated or still like a low percentage. They kind of turned it over to GOT Vax and was like, hopefully you can figure out ways to encourage black people specifically to get vaccinated. So day to day, I'm doing a lot of data reporting and then just like talking with a lot of organizers about, they're like on the phones. So I'm talking to them a lot about their experience, what people are saying about why they don't want to get vaccinated or why they do. It's a lot of like tedious work too. We do a lot of message testing and ad testing to see why people don't want to get vaccinated and see where we can help answer questions and also just resonate more with people and try to get them to get vaccinated. Um, We're also trying to get people to register to vote now too because of the midterm elections coming up. So we're trying to incorporate that. And yeah, I actually recently went out to Oklahoma because we are partners with the National Urban League. So we have specific cities that we're working towards in helping black people get vaccinated where the numbers are super, super low. And so Oklahoma uh, City is one of them. And so I recently took a trip out there and did video content and got testimonials and stuff during the events that they have in terms of their like vaccine drives. So I've done a lot of traveling of video stuff well it's such important work and obviously blue future has been proud to be a partner in the got vax campaign for equitable distribution of the vaccine and make sure folks have the information and i wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about how you see the connection to the election this year and now that the campaign is moving over towards doing some more voter registration work why is that important how is that going it's actually been very interesting because we started out well, we're doing vaxxed and voting, but we have focused more towards voting. Well, it was an interesting kind of process because we went more towards voting with the intention that people would be more willing to talk about voting than they would be to talk about getting vaccinated. But we've actually found that more people, statistically, who we've talked to, more people are willing to talk about the vaccine because they're more interested in their public health. Voting has been a little bit more difficult than we anticipated, but we found that we're really trying to get people to register to vote after they go to a vaccine clinic or a vaccine event. So yeah, I guess you could say we've tried to incorporate the vaccines and the vote, like getting people registered to vote together. Yeah, I've also learned a lot about how many people are not registered to vote because I was ignorant in that aspect. I did not know that a lot of people 
are not registered to vote in certain areas like North Carolina and Georgia. So we've definitely been trying to focus on getting people registered to vote and giving them in, the information to get registered to vote. There honestly hasn't been that much going on in terms of like anything different than other people are doing in terms of like phone banking and text banking, telehealth events and stuff like that. But it's been good work. So I don't do ex as much of the data stuff as much as I do like the content stuff, but hearing the stories about their first going to the polls with their parents and then like why people register to vote and about like their connection to their family and like if their family votes, they vote. And just like some of the different reasons that I didn't know about, about why people vote. So we've been trying to use that as like a, a leeway to get more people registered to vote. And I actually learned a lot about people as a whole through this work. So when I went to Oklahoma for the first time, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, so there was kind of like a stereotype, I guess, about people from Oklahoma and just like that it wouldn't be a welcoming place and that people wouldn't be willing to listen. But I had the complete, I had a completely different experience going there. And I realized the people there were so nice, first of all, and so kind and so understanding. And there's such a big like community, especially with the black community there. And so I've realized that the reasons that I thought people voted or didn't register to vote are different than what I actually realized. I really thought that people didn't care about each other and that it was all about them and that's why they either chose not to vote or they chose not to get vaccinated and they didn't care about other people. But then going to Oklahoma, I realized that people actually care more about each other and their community than even probably people in New Jersey where I'm from. And so being able to hear these different perspectives is helping me do my work better. That's really great to hear. And I'm so glad you got to experience that and really getting to travel within this work. And I think that's an opportunity not many people get at, you know, such a young age. And so would love to hear a bit more about how you got this internship and maybe what advice you would have to young people who are looking to work in a space that is their passion. How do we combine our passion with our work? Yeah. So one of the things about me is that I really do like to travel and I like to learn new things about people and just like about the world, which is why I think I like politics so much because I was talking to my boss actually about this the other day. Like at the end of the day, for me, it's really about learning more about the way the world works, the way people work, just the way things work in general. And so that kind of interconnected with my um, interest in like documenting people and documenting the world. And so I was actually looking for an internship well, I had worked with Blue Feature to do the text banking through GOTVAX, but then I was looking for an internship because I just finished my junior year, and so I wanted to have an internship over the summer. And one of the people that was doing the media at GOTVAX had actually moved on. And so I actually texted Nick, and I was like, do you know of any internships? And then as we were having a conversation, I was like, oh, actually, remember Dulce just left. I wonder if I talked to my boss and maybe, like, she will open up the position to me, even though I didn't really have any experience or anything. And there wasn't really like an intern position, but I was like, you know what, I'll just see what happens. And so I messaged her and she was actually in Italy and she kind of responded, but not fully because she was immersed in other things, but I really just persisted. And I was like, you know what, I'll be here if you need me. And she ended up taking me in. And so I feel like what I've learned so far is the best advice as 
to give good advice or the best advice that I've learned is just to talk to a lot of people and see what opportunities come your way. Go with your connections if you have any. I originally got this job working with Blue Features through my brother. So it's really just about talking to people about your interests and what you're interested in. Especially in this work, I feel like I have a weird niche where I want to do politics, but also video. And so there isn't much that you can find, in my experience, online, but you can find more experience just like talking to other people and seeing where things connect. And people are really willing to take you in, especially at my age and with this organization that I'm working with. I've talked to my boss a lot about how she's helping me learn about teaching me things so that I can move on into like my future jobs and like have good experience and know more than I guess someone my age would know if they were coming into it right out of college without any like intern experience. But I don't think that even needing like a specific position at a job is what you need to kind of further your political sphere and your political experience because there's like so much that you can do just like in your school, whether that be like your college Democrats or like volunteering. And also when I was in Oklahoma, like the amount of opportunities that I got just from talking to the people there and like being genuine and just like wanting to learn more was really, I think one of the biggest things that I learned and the most fun too. It's more fun. I feel like when it's genuine and you actually want to learn more about people and learn more about an organization as opposed to just, Hey, I need a job. Do you have a job or anything like that? So that's the best advice that I think I would give people. If I may reframe it almost in a way that another one of our podcast guests talked about a similar theme is kind of taking a chance on yourself and believing in yourself enough to ask somebody else for help or whether it be your brother or a friend or a classmate or a professor or a teacher, what have you, but to say, I think I'm kind of interested in this thing. Do you, do you have any idea of someone I might talk to about that? And we'd be surprised how much people will do for us because we are in a community. People do want to help each other out, right? And especially, I think, in the progressive movement and social justice field, we need more people. Join us. And so if you put yourself out there just a little bit, I think people will be pleasantly surprised. But it's a hard thing. It's a difficult thing for young folks to do. And I think we're not so unsure of ourselves. We're so uncertain about what we want to do or if we're capable of doing it. But we got to take a little chance on ourselves and we'll be oftentimes very pleasantly surprised. And wait, can I just add one more thing? Because when I've realized this too, working in this job is that people don't expect, I don't know if it's in every type of political work, but a lot of people don't expect you to know as much as you think that they expect you to know. And there's so much in my job now that I'm just like learning for the first time. And I'll even go talk to my boss and just be like, I don't think that I know either enough to talk about this or like I just don't know which ways I should approach this and it's we just have a conversation about it and there's like no like anger or anything towards not knowing it's really just like that people want to teach other people about this work because it's so important and so if you're just open to listening and going the extra mile sometimes I have to work on a Saturday or whatever but or travel in a week that I wasn't prepared to travel for but being open to those opportunities, really, you get the most out of it. We'll leave it at that, and we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Rosie Chisholm. 
Hi everyone, this is Alexia with Blue Future. Did you know that September 15th to October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Month? Let's honor the valuable contributions of Hispanic Americans to our nation. In 2020, 8.7 million Latinos and Latinas voted in the election. One in 10 voters in 2020 were Latino and Latina. To learn more about the collective power of Latino Americans, check out votolatino.org. That is V-O-T-O-L-A-T-I-N-O dot org. To check out all of the amazing opportunities available to get involved in politics and the issues important to the Latin American community, go to votolatino.org slash volunteer. In honor of this month and also in wake of Hurricane Fiona, we also want to urge you to think about our fellow Americans in Puerto Rico suffering from the effects of climate change and having their island recently devastated by this natural disaster. If you would like to do something to help, check out hispanicfederation.org and donate to their disaster relief efforts. Hispanic Americans are an integral part of our country and culture. Think about what you can do this month to learn more about Hispanic culture and support these vibrant communities. Thanks everyone for joining us today. We are joined by Rosie Chisholm, one of our former Blue Future organizers and current DOT Vax campaign social media director. And so Rosie, thanks so much for being here. We've loved hearing your insights about your work so far. And we know that podcasting really isn't something that's new to you. From what I know, you run your own podcast. So I would love to hear all about that. Why did you create it? What's it called? And who do you talk to? Okay, so I actually have two podcasts. So I have one that I do with my friend from home, and it's called Branching Up. It's a lifestyle podcast, and we talk about pretty much everything from, like, relationships, self-help, like, new book recommendations, just about our experiences living life so far and what we've learned. That's been really fun. That's more of, like, my chill podcast that I just do as, like, therapy, but also just connecting with people on a deeper, more intellectual level, I guess. And then I do my own podcast like by myself and it's called Politics, Practice and Perspectives. So I basically invite people to talk to me about politics from like unfiltered perspective. That's what I say in my Instagram and like the captions that it's just like unfiltered political perspectives. So I kind of got this idea from a class that I had taken this past semester called Media and Politics. And I just really enjoyed talking about things that you don't get to talk about normally with like your friends or something that might either be a controversial topic or just things that I don't know that much about that I wanted to hear from other people's perspectives. So I come into it I find like a person that has a certain interest and then I'm like, do you want to talk about this? So the first episode that it's about to go out is like a Pride Month conversation. And it's really just about asking the uncomfortable questions from someone that I think would have a better insight and they can kind of teach me. And so my hope is that we as a group or like together can help to teach other people. So, I mean, just ask like in the Pride podcast I don't want to talk too much about it because I want people to obviously take a listen but I was talking about being in relationship with people that might might not know that they're 
like have not come out and just like the responsibility that we owe to the LGBT community and that we owe to ourselves and then like people coming out and just learning about themselves and being okay with coming out and just like that stuff because my friend is part of the LGBTQ community. So talked a lot about that. But the podcast is basically just there so that people get a better insight about other people. Let me paint this picture for you. So in a lot of the end of our discussions in class, I was just like, I feel like I don't know enough about this to talk about this, or I feel like I don't know enough about perspectives to talk about this topic. And I was just like, you know what? My teacher actually asked us if you could change the world, I guess, what would be the one thing that you think people need to do? And so I was like, I feel like communication because I'm never going to know what it's like to be a person on the other side of the country or like in Arkansas or whatever. And I'm never going to know their perspectives. And so how can I work in this field and make decisions about other people without knowing what it's like? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to create a podcast where I talk to random people about random things and find out more about their perspectives. Because I've always been the type of person that I have my beliefs and I have things that I think are important that people should be fighting for. But at the end of the day, I'm a pretty optimistic person and I do believe that there's always a reason why people think certain things. And you know, when people grow up, they believe certain things. And without knowing that, I don't know where anyone's coming from. And without knowing that, I'm not going to know how I can change their mind or, you know, how we can come to a consensus. And so the idea with the podcast is just that hopefully by me talking to other people, other people will hear and then hopefully be a little bit more open-minded. I think that's what we need in the political sphere now. So that's the intention. If not, people just get to hear us talk about random things. So still fun, still rewarding. We will be sure to drop the links uh, to those podcasts in the podcast description on this podcast. And before we sort of move into some of our final questions, I wonder if you might share with everybody, um, you're getting ready to graduate in in a little bit, you know, what are you thinking of doing next? That's a good question. So I am about to graduate and I'm actually surprisingly, I'm pretty lean towards it. Just like, I really want to get a van once I graduate and live in a van for a year and travel the country and travel the world in between. I don't know exactly what I want to do like from that, either work a remote job or start freelancing my own things. But yeah, I don't have a specific plan I want to. I really want to like experience the world before I go into this type of work. Like I want to experience different types of people. I want to experience what it's like. I feel like I'm still young and I feel like I've been in like a bubble and I really just want to push myself also. So obviously it's a very privileged thing to be able to do, to be able to just like travel without a plan after I graduate. But I do think that it'll be good for me. So I haven't made the decision completely, but pretty sure that's where I'm going to end up. Probably working on like campaigns too also and just seeing where that takes me. Yeah, that sounds really exciting and such a great opportunity, especially since you enjoy traveling to Oklahoma so much. I could imagine you meeting people in every state that surprise you 
or, you know, remind you that this world is a really great place. So that sounds exciting. I hope you will keep some sort of video or Instagram so we can all follow along and we can give you the names of almost a Blue Future organizer all across the country so that you could connect with them. And yeah, just a gentle request. You got to come visit out in LA. No, of course I will. Of course. <laughs> I go to every state. That's the goal. There you go. You could visit. You can visit everyone. I love it. And so with that being said, I mean, you know, one of the reasons that we bring people to this podcast is to talk about organizing. It's really, you know, what we believe the core of our work and how we change the world. So what would you say organizing means to you? I would say that organizing to me means giving people that don't have as much of a leg up in the world or I guess just as much like academic experience or just like a certain job position, giving them the ability to help be a part of the change and be a part of politics and a part of the decisions that affect them every day. I think organizing to me is also just very, one of the most genuine aspects of politics that you can be a part of because I just feel like you don't get much, I guess, popularity wise or like income wise, I guess, but it's just more genuine work. You're talking to people that actually care about the issues that we're facing today. And that I guess also are just unapologetically feel the way that they feel, you know, organizing is about like caring deep, so deeply about certain things that you're willing to make a change. And that's just what I love the most about it. That's why I don't want to go directly into politics because I want to stay within that genuine love for people and caring about the world and just being around a group of people that care in the same way. That's what I'd say organizing is just about community and passion. Don't get it twisted. That is what it is about. And everyone's differently, you know, they got to come spend some time with you and some time with us because it is about people. It's about our love for our people, our communities, and the ways that we can um, share in the opportunity to work for what we believe in. And as we do work for what we believe in, as we do work and organize for improvements in our lives and those around us, we also know we have to take care of ourselves and take care of our community, rest and recharge. So can you tell us a little bit how you like to chill out? I know you mentioned film, being outdoors. I know you've got a cute dog. How do you like to kind of refuel? Yeah, I love reading. I have a whole like stack of books right next to me. So I really enjoy reading, especially like non or like fiction books that have nothing to do with politics that I can like, that just feeds like my fantasy, like, brain but i also really like i'm learning i like to learn how to do like different things i'm on my own i don't know why that really helps me recharge so i'm learning to play guitar i really like like going on solo trips i like to push myself to do things by myself i actually went to the movies by myself the other day for the first time so that was really interesting but i don't know i just like to recharge with my friends too and I'm not homebody. I mean, I'm not a homebody, but like I'm, I like being by myself a lot of the time. So that helps me to recharge because obviously this, this is community work. So it's nice for me to be able to be by myself when I'm not organizing or working and doing stuff like that. 
I really like being outdoors. So I like to go by myself on like a little trip by myself and just like sit outside because I went to school in Arizona. So I like to be outside by myself a lot too. And I'm going to Canada this Thursday by myself and I'm going to camp in my car. So that should be interesting. I'll learn a lot about myself there. Where, where are you going in Canada? Um, I'm going to Montreal and Quebec. And then I do have one friend in Ottawa, so I might go down there. I have really barely a plan, to be honest with you. Like a safety plan, but not like a what I'm going to do plan. Well, I don't want to imprint this perspective, you know, in your mind. Definitely go with an open, open mind and heart. However, I had a friend who just visited and said, it's like America. But if America went through like real deep intensive therapy. Yeah. And of course, Canada has their challenges and their problems. But just the way that people are, at least that was my friend's perspective. I've never been there. But I thought that was kind of a, that was an interesting way to put it. So I'll, I'll look forward to hear your, your review. That sounds fun. I like that. <laughs> I think. Who knows? <laughs> That sounds great. And yeah, it's so it's so important to rest and recharge and take those trips. And I think really great that you have learned to be alone by yourself and enjoy that time because I think that's something we're all continuing to learn as we continue to deal with the pandemic and things like that. So that sounds like a really fun trip. I can't wait to hear about it. And maybe that will be featured a bit on your podcast. But before we let you go, we've really been enjoying this conversation. One thing we want to ask all of our guests is as we're building this blue future, you know, what would the world look like for you if it was truly free? This is a good question. And I think it goes back to the van life that I want to live. Like, I think that this world, what it means to be free is to just like live and experience new things without having to worry about working a job or where you're going to sleep or where you're going to eat. Like, I really do personally think that those things are things that people should have without needing to work for it. Like, I don't see why you need to work so hard to be able to live comfortably or to live happily. And so I think that change would be that, making sure that people can just be happy on their own and just live and experience the world and what it has to offer. And I think that that also ties in with like connecting back to the earth and making sure that the earth is there that we can, so that we can live on it. And yeah, just being, I think that that would be like that freedom to me is just being able to be in a safe place full of life without having to worry about all these excess capitalistic things that are, you know, here. Also just being safe where you are. Yeah, I would say that that freedom comes with comfort, I guess, as a whole, as a human being, as a person, just being comfortable with who you also yeah just being comfortable with who you are would be like that freedom that i think society has kind of taken away from everyone just getting rooting back to like music for today's podcast was provided by eli silverman lord Thank you so much for listening today. This As is the Stride the podcast, the podcast with Blue Future. If you're a young person looking to get involved in politics and organizing, you've so come to the right place. Check out our website at, at ourbluefuture.us or our social media 
Optimally Future Now on all platforms to find out how you can make a change in your communities today. Up, right? Special thanks and to our producer, Alexia Klein. You can reach out to her with any questions at Alexia at ourbluefuture.us. We'll see you next time. As we work to organize for that world you described, we also build those worlds for ourselves, right? We build those worlds in our Zoom rooms, in our classrooms, in our family, in our, with our roommates, et cetera. And so we're excited to get to witness you building that world for you and taking us along with you. And as we do so with our entire Blue Future leadership team and family. And so with that, Rosie, we just want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing your perspectives and your insights on politics with uh, our audience. And we are really just grateful to have met you and have had the chance to work with you over these last couple of years and excited to keep doing so. So with that, thank you. And thanks everyone for tuning in.